Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Bouncing Back, the Personal Resilience Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Bouncing Back, the Personal Resilience Science Insights podcast. And I'm Gabriella Yastra, who is the host today. Um, but we've got an exciting announcement. So a few months ago, we did say goodbye to Tia, who was the former host of this show. And since then, Dina and I from the LMSL team have taken over the podcast um, to make sure that you guys get to keep learning and keep listening to um, us and uh, our guests to learn how to be more resilient. But today I am happy to announce that we have found a new host for Bouncing Back and today we're going to be introducing Joanna. So hi, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm Joanna Wickramaratna and so excited to be joining. I'm currently a third year student at Monash and I'm studying design and journalism at the moment. So I am so, so keen to be doing this now. Big fan of podcasts, been listening to them for quite a while now. Um, massive true crime fan as well. So this is also exciting to me. Hopefully this podcast will not turn into a true crime podcast. Oh, no promises. No promises. <laughs> as long as there is no actual crime happening no. on the podcast. We'll, we'll keep it clean. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, so we're going to do a little section we like to call Have You Met Joanna? So that's where we get to know you through some of your favorite things. Great. Um, so our first one is, what is your favorite book? Perfect. Um, oh, that's such a hard question. I'm a massive book nerd and it's so hard for me to choose like one book that I love. But I'm a big sucker for like YA, like young adult novels. And I love Breathless by Jennifer Niven. Not sure if you've heard of it. No. It's like a coming of age book. This girl, she moves to an island. She falls in love, blah, blah, blah. But it's so lovely. I read it like three times over. Yeah, one of my favorites. Wow, it must be good. I'll have to look for it. I do love a bit of YA. It's great. Yeah. As I think I said this on another show, but um, there are so few books growing up that I read that were bad. Yeah. As an, and that's kid books, YA books. As an adult, there are so many adult books that I have read that are not good. Mm. I don't know what it is. I think it's kind of that expectation, like when you're growing up and you're reading all these books, like everything is just so great because you haven't heard of these concepts before. But like even now, like I read some books and I'm like two pages in and I'm like, you know what? I've, I've seen it before. I've read it before. I'm, I'm fine. That's true. But, yeah. I actually, yeah, I did. I did read the um, I read one series and I, I realized later that when I started reading another book series, yeah. the whole original book series that I'd read was based on this other one. Yeah. But I couldn't read the original one because I spent the whole time thinking about how similar they were. Oh, no. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah. So it sort of ruined that series for me. Anyway, there yeah. are enough books out there, I think, for us to read. I used to think that I'd run out of books to read, but I just need to expand my horizons beyond YA. Yeah. 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 Plus... I feel like there are still so many great books coming out. Oh, yeah. You'll never run out. Yeah, There'll still sure. always be teenagers. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what about a movie you've watched recently? 
Um, I'm actually binging all the Harry Potter movies at the moment. I went through a little phase last year where I watched like every single one like three times over and I'm doing that again right now as well. Um, I just finished um, Order of the Phoenix the other day so I'm not even watching them in order. I'm literally watching like movie five then two then three then one like I just love it so much so it's my favorite at the moment yeah. did you do you have like a favorite movie oh it has to be um Goblet of Fire because of Cedric Diggory I th- I can't believe they killed him off that was just it was too sad yeah yeah I think that was also my favorite one mm. but it's just because I loved all the different trials yeah I just yeah. I don't know I think that those are so fun it's so interesting I love it mm. yeah they get a bit too gritty at the end yeah, it's kind of like um, Hunger Games, like, you know, the last, mm. I think the two, like Mockingjay, I think it yeah. is, like the part one and part two, I feel like it just gets way too like nitty gritty and political and I don't really like it so much, but I think Harry Potter does it a lot better. Yeah. 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 Um, and you mentioned already that you really like podcasts, yeah. but do you have any like recommendations for people? Um, funnily enough, I'm currently listening to a Harry Potter podcast as well. <laughs> I'm a little obsessed. Um, it's called Potterless. It's on Spotify. I think it's on like iTunes as well. Um, and it's by Mike Schubert. And basically he goes through every book chapter by chapter and it's not boring. He has like a little conversation with you. It's funny and lighthearted, but it's a great way if you haven't like read the books, but you've watched all the movies just to see like how different the books are from the movies Mm -hmm. and it's been so great like I've binged six episodes in the past two days so it's really good that's a good sign yeah yeah I have to listen to that I I read a lot of those like um diving into the science of Harry Potter when I was a kid yeah but I kind of like have let it go in the last few years yeah um you know too many other things to read yeah fair enough but I have to give it a go that's good perfect um and what about a role model do you have any um I would say my mom, it's a bit mm-hmm. cheesy, but um, she like inspires me every day and she always pushes me to be better. So she's definitely my role model and someone I get to see every day. So yeah, an easy role model. It's so easy to have. And it's so great as well to have someone you can actually look to and like ask yeah. advice from um, and also, you know, help out sometimes, I think. Yeah, exactly. I definitely do that with my mom. mom yeah. How do I do this? No, literally me every two seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what about a course? Is there one that has inspired you? Um, well, last year I went on exchange to America and I took this one course and it was gender studies and I don't really have that option here, but when I took it, it was really great. I learned a lot about like American politics and like American like perspectives on gender and feminism. And it was super interesting as well to learn about it from a different like country's perspective. Um, And yeah, it was just a really great way to situate myself in a different country and their history um, with different topics. So I thought that was a really great learning experience. Interesting. I would assume that Australia and the US aren't so different. So what are some of the differences? Oh, there's so many theories and there's so many different sort of frameworks that are used to study gender. And I just thought it was so interesting, like going through all like the classes, I would get a bit overwhelmed because of how much content there is and how many different frameworks, like, for example, critical race theory is one. And it's not talked about too often here, but like in America, it's such a big deal. And we would spend like three classes just discussing that alone. So I thought it was super enriching. Yeah, yeah. interesting. I've heard of it a little bit, but I don't yeah. know a huge amount. So I think I'm going to have to go and yeah. do some reading about that. No, it's super interesting. Highly mm. recommend. Okay, great. So um, what does, so the podcast, 
that we're on today. It's bouncing back. It's about resilience. Yeah. So what does resilience mean to you? Um, hard question. I think that resilience has like an objective sort of definition, one that's like universal for everyone. But personally, I think that resilience means facing adversity and being able to not just sort of survive it, but come back and have, having grown from it as well. I have this little mantra that I adopt myself and it's, it goes like this. It's, it's not about the thing that happens to you, but how you handle the thing that happens to you. So when I'm in a situation, it's often about, I don't like to think about what's actually happened to me and stress over that. I like to think about how I can handle it better instead. So I'm not focusing on the bad thing that's happened, but rather how I can sort of bounce back from it essentially. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, sometimes when I'm driving and I do something, maybe not the best, you know, and yeah. I'm like, okay, that was a really bad idea, but you yeah. know what? I have to make sure I never do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Is that sort of what you're Yeah, thinking? exactly. Yeah, instead of like driving and stressing about what you've just done, you can like focus on making sure that that doesn't happen again. So identifying like why that happened and how you can stop it from happening again. Mm. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, do you have any experiences, um, you know, that you can relate this to? Oh, resilience. I did, oh, COVID, obvious, big one. Um, I did um, year 12 during COVID and it would have been so easy for me to just sit at home and like, just like lock myself away and not participate and do any of that because essentially the world was shut down so I should have been like let me shut down too but I wanted to use that experience as a new way to learn and also just make the most of that year as well so that would have been a big example of me developing resilience that I even use today as well Mm. yeah and so what did you do did you make sure that you worked extra hard in your classes take up a new hobby yeah, so I use that as an opportunity to get closer with my friends. Like online, like communication and social media has never been bigger. So I use that a lot, making sure I wasn't isolated because we were isolating. I didn't want to isolate myself as well from everyone. And I did work a bit harder. Um, I didn't want the whole like being at home thing to be an excuse for why I didn't do things because I'm a big like. I want to do everything type of person. So I still wanted to do everything, even being at home. Um, so yeah. Ah, oh, great. I think then you're the perfect person for this show. Yes, I am. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I think I went home and I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I did nothing for two years. That's fair. That's... Uh, I didn't do nothing, but, you know. Yeah. Um, I could have used it better. Um, That's okay. Learning experience. There you go. Honestly, I did actually bounce back from that, from doing nothing. Oh. I, um, yeah, I figured out what I wanted to do and yeah. I took... took um, uh, chances and decided what I wanted to do and um, did that. So that's why I'm here today, actually. Oh, that's really great. Yeah. Um, but this isn't about me. This is about you. I was so just going to ask you a bunch of questions about yourself. But then I was like, hmm, I probably shouldn't be interviewing her. That's okay. Um, I mean, this is this is why it's also great for you to be on here. You get to, you know, see what it's like. And yeah. you already started trying to assert your um, host, host skills. My hostness. Yeah, yes. it's just coming out of me. Yeah, can't, can't help it. Perfect. Um, but um, can you tell us about a time maybe when you weren't so resilient? Um, I feel like everything's high school related, which kind of makes sense. But in year nine, I went to China for five weeks. It was like a school program. And it was the first time I'd been away from home for such a long time, been without my family and all of my friends, even though I had like a couple of them with me. And I remember for like the first three weeks that I was there, I just wanted to go home. 
I was like crying every day. I was like, you can't keep me here if I don't want to be here. I was I was a mess. And I think in that moment, I wasn't very resilient at all. And I wasn't really embracing the experience and just sort of taking it in for what it was until like the last two weeks when I started to love it. But yeah, that's probably a big example as well of me just not, you know, bouncing back from a bad situation and being able to grow from a new experience as opposed to just sort of like relishing in my little sadness of being away from home. Yeah. But then you did come back and yeah. I, I would say you probably have, if you've gone overseas to study again, you probably have learned a lot from that. Yeah, I've learned that it's not as scary as you think it is. And that kind of goes for like everything in life. Like you might go into something, even I came in today recording this episode. I was like, oh, I'm a bit nervous. But then you're in it and you're doing it and you're like, it's fine. Like it's not as bad as you think. And when you push yourself to do those things and get through it, like you realize that you can do a lot more than you think you're capable of. And then the thing that you were scared about is something that you become used to and yeah. you actually find it enjoyable. Yeah. Least, that's my experience. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. It's the same. Great. Um, and so you're not a, well, you haven't been on the show before, you know, you're not an expert. Um, presumably, um, while you are resilient, you don't know everything about resilience. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, what are you hoping to learn or improve about yourself from the show? Oh, well, obviously being able to talk to so many experts and so many different people, I'm so keen to just be able to pick their brains on a bunch of different topics and even things I don't know about myself and just learn about the world from a more professional perspective as well. A lot of the time I get my um, information from Google or friends and it would be so great to just ask professionals questions and learn through like a conversational way as well. Mm. Yeah. Something I really like about this show is that we really do get a lot of very intelligent, very studied, educated people who want to share what they know. Mm. Um, And I think it's such a great opportunity um, to, you know, bring some of your own problems, not problems, but like some things (laughs) you want to improve about yourself and um, yeah, see if you can improve and um, what their suggestions are. Um, On my show, I like to say it's the um, Gabriella Improvements show um so that just improving my life I bring all my problems in no that was definitely probably something I'm gonna do I'm such a curious person as well so I love asking questions and I think that will definitely come through on the show that's definitely what you want yeah on this show yeah on, as most most journalists really yeah exactly mm. um and is there something that you do in your own life sort of um reasonably regularly that you do to improve your resilience I would say I do reflecting a lot. So I have like a little journal and I don't do, I used to do like massive entries and I would write it all down for like sit for like 15 or 20 minutes and just have a good like heart to heart with my journal. But I don't do that anymore. I kind of just like to use it as like a way of writing down what I've done for the day. And if there's a, if there was anything that stood out for me, I would write that down. And it's just a really great way for me to process my day and what I've done and what's happened. And sometimes I just notice little patterns and I might write that down and I might be like, okay, next time I want to do this better because I'm like looking at it, I'm kind of stepping away from the situation and I'm just sort of seeing how I did it then and how I can be better for next time. So I like to use it in that way. So that's something I've gotten into in like the last three years. That's yeah. great because I, I definitely find that with um, I'll do the same thing over and over again, but I won't remember what I've done the last yeah. time. Yeah. Do you go back to it often like you read through it and you see how you've changed or what you've learned? 
Um, sometimes, I, for the past two years, I've done this massive thing at the end of the year. So in like December, I'll write like a massive like five page reflection on my entire year. And I read through that sometimes. And I have like a little archive box. I pop all my little journals in there as well. So that's something I do to just sort of be able to gauge how I've improved over the years as well. And like how my mindset and my habits and practices have changed as well. Um, but yeah, I also have like a little thing called a memory journal, um, maybe Harry Potter inspired Dumbledore's <laughs> pensive. Um, it's actually called Dumbledore's pensive in my memory. It's bad. I've got it. I've got an obsession. Um, but yeah, I just write down one little memory every day and it kind of just helps me remember different things I've done. And I sort of incorporate that into my reflections as well. So, oh, that's yeah. so lovely. Yeah. Do you mind sharing a memory that you had recently? Oh, um, what's a memory? Oh, um, one that I wrote down was at this netball game in like year 10 or 11 and I fell down and it was like the worst injury I've ever had. And I just remember crawling like off the court. I was in so much pain. So that was like a memory that stood out. It was not funny in the moment at all, but now I just, I think it's hilarious. So I wrote that down. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's the, not the terrible, but like Sometimes you, you have to look back at some things that weren't so great yeah. and you're actually like, oh, that was quite funny. But at the time it was not great. Yeah. And again, that's like resilience in a mm. different form, like being able to find something funny, even though in the moment it was probably really terrible. Mm. Um, but yeah, it just shows how you've changed your perspectives on like things like that, things that shouldn't really matter as much. And yeah, you're just able to turn them into something more lighthearted. Mm. Great. Yeah. Um, so we have, instead of questions from the audience today, um, we thought we'd get some questions from the team. So our team. Beautiful. Um, so everyone can get to know you. Yeah. Um, so our first one is what kind of movies or TV series do you like to watch? Um, Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> other than Harry Potter, we know that already. Um, I would say I just finished watching a series called Mum. It's on Netflix. It's an American TV show and it's about like a mum and um, her daughter and they're recovering alcoholics and they're kind of just going through life with their kids, like financial issues. And they, it's like five or six seasons, don't quote me. But yeah, I just recently finished watching that and it was really great. It's a really nice comfort show. So that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, Sounds like well. it could be quite heavy, you know, if you've got a, a show about two recovering alcoholics. But yeah, doesn't sound like it's too heavy. No, they. It's like a. Um, it's a sitcom, so it's pretty funny as well, and they take a very lighthearted approach. So it's really great. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Sounds good. Um, and what's your most played song late lately? Um, I would say, have you heard of ballpark music? No. no. Um, so there's a song called She Only Loves Me When I'm There. Mm -hmm. And I've been playing that over and over again. Yeah. Because I recently saw them perform. Um, so I've been a little obsessed with their music. Fair enough. Yeah. What kind of music are they? Um, they like Australian indie music. Yeah. A bit alternative. Yeah. Okay. And what do you like about the song? I just love, so it starts off really slow and you think it's going to be like a slow, sad song, but then like 30 seconds in, it like switches beats and it's just, it like gets really into it and it's just really good. Oh, great. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. I have to give it a listen afterwards. Definitely should. Perfect. And um, our last question, most importantly, do you have any pets? Yes, I've got a little dog. Her name's Aww. Summer and she's turning seven tomorrow, actually. So oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Summer. Um, she's a little multi-shitsu Westie. Oh, yes. She's the cutest. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what's a funny habit that she does? 
Um, she, so she has an underbite. Oh. And she's like always baring her teeth and she has like this little thing with her paw. Like if she's like waiting for you to like throw a ball or something, she'll lift like one paw up and she'll just like wait there. She's got so many funny little habits, but those two stand out. Oh, so yeah. cute. We'll have to maybe put a photo of her somewhere online. Yeah. So yeah. we can find that. Yeah, we should. Don't know how to do that though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure something out. We will. It'll be okay. Um, And for our open mic, now this is where you, the guest, get to talk about something that you're passionate about and it doesn't necessarily have to be related to our topic today. Yeah. Um, so did you have any ideas? Um, I do love reading mm-hmm. um, and I think that would be really great to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I know that you love the series A Court of Thorns and Roses. Okay, I have been reading them. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's my favorite series. Okay. Um, I am like, the reason I was like asking about it earlier yeah. was because um, I do want to discuss it with someone. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Um, so I am currently reading the third book of that series. Yes. And then I've also read the uh, Crescent City ones as well. Okay, I haven't read those ones, but okay. I've read Akatar, all of the books. Okay, yeah. okay. I mean... Did you like the series? I love the first book because mm. I haven't really read anything like that. I literally sat down and read the entire book in one sitting. Okay. And it was su- such new concepts like Farah and Tamlin, like love them. And then it kind of got into like the second and third book and I was like, it's getting a bit repetitive, but I'm still so addicted to it. I don't know if you had the same experience. Or... I had a very different experience and really? I feel like I should, I'm going to say spoilers now. So yeah. anyone who's listening who doesn't want to live hear spoilers stop listening <laughs> Turn it off. just skip for a bit yeah um but I didn't really enjoy the first book actually oh really I thought it was fine yeah but um I read the Crescent series first mm. and I really liked that um I keep saying that I find it really weird because I find the first bit of each book kind of not boring but kind of off weird yeah and then so I found the first book a little bit weird um I couldn't put my finger on why. Mm. Then I read the second book and the first part I also found like really off-putting almost. I didn't understand their relationship. Yeah. And then by the time you get halfway through that book, the second book, you realize why. Mm. And it's because that Tamlin, Mm. who is sort of the main um, love interest in the first book, Turns out he's like being really abusive and is really controlling. And actually she's not supposed to be with him. Mm. And I found that the illustration of being in this abusive relationship and having to break herself free from that really interesting. It's not something I've read before. Yeah. Um, And I was finding it quite interesting, this sort of idea of the um, evil looking bad guy who's actually really loving and actually very... um, He's not controlling at all. He lets they're very much an equal relationship, and mm. that's with uh, Reese Rice Rice and Rice and yeah. yeah. I'm really bad at names. It's okay. I'm the same too. I'm surprised I remember those. Yes, and then, but then Feyre's relationship with Tamlin. You know, he's supposedly the spring court. You know, you think spring is good. Mm. You know, he's this big burly guy who yeah. um, looks good on the page. You know, he fought against um, the bad guys in the book. Mm. But then he turns out to be really controlling and is actually the opposite of what um, you expect him to be in some ways. Yeah. Um, and I found that very interesting. Um, and so I'm really liking seeing what looks like a really healthy relationship in the later books. Mm. 
Um, but also the exploration of an unhealthy relationship and how it looks good to start off with. Because yeah. I think that's not something that I see often. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really cool you've like stepped back to see that because I didn't really notice it like in that way when I was reading it. I think I had a very superficial sort of reading of it. But like thinking about it now, like it actually makes sense. Like in the first book, like you grow to really love Pharaoh and Tamlin together and you're like, wow, they're perfect. And then you're like, Rysa, no, evil, bad, like don't even look at me um and then it like goes into the second and third book and you like see how great he actually is for Feyre and then you start hating Tamlin and I think that's really cool how she was kind of able to like switch it up like that and Mm. make you like love the person you're supposed to hate yeah yeah I I really liked that particularly because a lot of the books I read um I feel like it's like the main character always has one love interest Mm -hmm. and it's like their whole life, they're only obsessed with one person and it's yeah. like they can never grow past mm. the other that one person. Yeah. So I love seeing the um the growth from the actual growth of a person through the series. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a really great series. And I think I hate how it's gotten so popular and I, I'm pretty sure it's a TikTok book as well. So I wish it was like a little nugget that like only we knew about, but it's fine. But it's great because I've been – like uh, the, my favorite series is um, the Realm of the Elderlings. Oh, and I feel like p- people don't know about it, so I can't I, talk about it. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. it's my favorite series. It's like fifteen books long. Oh my god! Oh wow, um, that's so a long series. It's it's very long. Yeah, um, I mean it's actually broken up into like four different series, okay. so you can read them one at a time. Yeah. But the thing that I do like about this is I have been able to talk to people about this series. Yeah. It's not my favorite series, but there is that like, people know about it enough that I can talk to them and they say, this is my theory or that's my theory about that. Yeah. Um, so if you guys like Realm of the Elderlings, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need to give it a look. At, mm-hmm. Actually, I've never heard of it. Which is, yeah, I love them. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I'll tell you about it after the show if no, you like. Yes. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, anything else you want to say about reading? Um, just a little shout out to National Geographic. Love National Geographic. Highly recommend people subscribe and read. Little plug for National Geographic here. But no, it's so good. I, I love reading it every day and I'm big on like like discovering little new ancient things. New ancient, that doesn't that make sense. New um, and ancient things. New and ancient things. And they write the most interesting articles with like the coolest photos ever. So like if you want to check out something new to read and that's interesting, like they always release new articles every day. And they've got like cool little interesting facts about the world that you don't know about, which is cool. Yeah, That's great because I, I haven't read National Geographic since I was a kid. And as a mm. kid, the articles were so boring to me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I think like now... They've really sort of like jumped on the whole adventure sort of um, perspective. So everything is super interesting. And they've even got like little National Geographic like TV shows. I think like Chris Hemsworth's done one as well. And they've gotten like a bunch of different like Hollywood stars to like star in these um, movies as well, which is really like cool to see. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Um, I'll, I'll make sure to check out National Geographic now. Definitely should. Perfect. Um, so if our listeners want to find out more about you, um, presumably they can find you somewhere. Uh, yeah. So I will be hosting the Personal Resilience and Personal Productivity podcasts. So you can find me there. And yeah. 
Yeah. And um, if you did like having me and Dina as your hosts of Bouncing Back, or you like the idea of learning more about family or home management, we've got you covered. So Dina's got two shows um, about family and parenting. They're called All Together and Raising Parents. I also have two shows. They're called On the House and Room by Room, and they're about household management and home organization. Um, So if you want to find out, if you want to listen to more stuff by me and Dina, you can find us there. On top of that, we also have five other shows um, and we talk about everything from happiness to relationships to, as you said, productivity. Um, And we get experts from lots of different areas and we talk to them and ask them lots of questions. So if you want to hear about them, if you want to find these shows, um, you can uh, find out more about LMSL um, in our show notes and you can also find it on lmsl.net. So, um, and don't worry, uh, Dina and I will also be popping into this podcast every once in a while to say hello and to help out sometimes. And, you know, I'm sure Joanna will also be popping into our shows sometimes. Definitely. Um, yeah, cause we love to share and, um, share ourselves and share our experiences. So thank you so much for joining me, Joanna. I can't wait to listen to you on, um, this show. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to host this. You have been listening to Bouncing Back, the personal resilience science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pr.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.